On today's first round KO, football is officially back. I am sitting here editing and watching the Hall of Fame game as we speak. But in this episode, while you're listening, Friday morning, we are going to preview the NFL season and starting with the NFL end of the season awards, uh, MVP, offensive player, defensive player, offensive rookie, defensive rookie, comeback player, fantasy football MVP, all that fun stuff. It's a great episode and it's great to have football back. Let's get it. Welcome to the most must-hear WSUW sports podcast in history. Welcome to First Round KO. I am your host, KO, a.k.a. Howard J. Dingers, and I am joined, as always, by Mr. Connor J. Moore. Interesting facts for you that I completely forgot to mention in the last episode. Okay. I don't know if this is true or not. So on the off chance, we have someone, anyone who is listening from, say, I don't know, Ohio, uh, please feel free to chime in. But I was told by one of our listeners, thanks, Margaret, um, that apparently at 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 an Ohio DMV, I don't know if it's in Cleveland or somewhere, it's somewhere in Ohio, but at the DMV there, you're not allowed to smile for your picture at uh, for your ID evidence, but that's but that's not I've, all. That's I've not seen. All. I've no. I've seen this. I know where you're going. I love this. Um, and I don't know if this is still a thing. About four years ago, I'm willing to bet good money this was a thing. But the way they make people not smile is that there's a picture of Le- of a certain LeBron James just posted up right there, and then there you go. There you have it. No smiling. And I'm pretty sure this time it's him in a Lakers jersey to be like, I, hey, remember, we don't have him anymore. Smile. I mean, it's so different now. So, I mean, <laughs> the, the situation's different. But when I was told that, I was just like, okay, if this is 2014, that's like next level petty, but I couldn't understand it. If this is current day, I mean. I No, I legitimately saw a picture of it pretty pretty recently after he signed with the Lakers. As <laughs> as WSUW and to an extent, 90, well, I mean, WSUW is 91.7, but as WSUW and UWW-TV's resident prince of petty, that might be the pettiest thing I have heard. <laughs> prince of petty. Oh, my God, I love it. I have dubbed myself that on Hawk Talkers quite a few times, prince, actually. Or even you could, you could uh, rip off uh, Tyler Breeze and just say Prince Petty. <laughs> Instead Man. of Prince Pretty. No? Copy, copyright, trademark. Not trying to go there. You removed <laughs> a letter. You're fine. <laughs> I, was I, was I, I, I threw in the word of. It's perfectly It's perfectly okay. Everything is perfectly fine. God, don't sue me, don't, WWE. Don't, Vince, yeah. I am a broke college student. If anyone at WWE is listening, first of all, let me just say, hire me as a, hire me as a either a talker or a creative writer. I'm open Skip. to both. Skip that. Get us to WrestleMania. Damn. Well, that too. I'd rather have a job. You know, if I get the job, then I get to go to Macy. And it's kind of, I got this thought out. 
Oh, okay. Uh, all right. All right. I doubt uh, there's no way anyone's listening. Um, so Uh, as if anyone has seen my Instagram live story, um, today we are going to start our NFL preview because the, you know, technically football starts tonight. Tonight there is a football game. It technically isn't even (laughs) preseason, but it's people playing football. It's NFL players playing football and it's good enough for me. I am just so excited that football's back in general, um, because yeah, tonight is the Hall of Fame game between the Chicago Bears and Baltimore Ravens um, in Canton. So that so that's exciting. We're recording this earlier in the day. It's not midnight <laughs> um, on Thursday once. for once. <laughs> We're recording this earlier in the day so that we can get back in time to watch that preseason game. But for now, we are going to be um, previewing the NFL season. And starting next week, starting Monday... We are going to be going division by division in every in both conferences and in every north, south, east, and west division um, to figure out who is going to be going where, who is going to be doing what, and who will be winning what games, um, who is going to be the best player on every team, all that fun stuff. We're going to be doing that division by division starting on Monday. Don't know what division we're going to start with yet, but that's Monday. Today's Friday. Thank you, TGIF, everyone. Uh, thank you uh, for listening, especially um, on this Friday. And we are going to be starting with uh, NFL end of the season awards. Um, that is, you know, all of we're both offensive rookies of the year, um, both players of the year. Um, we do MVP, coach of the year, um, offensive and play, defensive, um, and comeback player, and fantasy football MVP of the year and we are going to all go through all of those i don't know about connor but i have my winners and some honorable mentions um so yeah i just have winners honestly there's a couple where i have where i'm like split right but for the most part i just have winners okay yeah that's cool um so yeah let's let's dive right into it we're gonna start with the rookies of the year and specifically the offensive rookie of the year connor who do you this is one where I was split, actually, because really? yesterday or the other day when you told me uh, we were going to talk about this, I already had it set in my mind right away. I was like, oh, it's, it's this guy right away. And then I started thinking. And then I was like, there's another person where, honestly, depending on when he starts, because that's the big caveat here. It depends on when he starts and how much and when and how much of an impact he can make. And, of course, if he qualifies for the award well, whenever he does start, uh, and if that, and if that uh, I don't want to say sample size, but if that chunk is enough to thwart out the other rookies right. who might have been starting a little bit earlier, I think he could do it with the firepower on that team if all goes right. Interesting. So I guess I do have an honorable mention. I'm in interested. I'm interested to so see who this is for you. In in regards to this, I think my honorable mention for this would be Baker Mayfield. The caveat being when he's when or if he starts this season. Okay. I think that the Browns had a very productive offseason. They added some pieces. You know, they get Josh Gordon back. Yep. You know, the the running back core, the receiving core is 
still really good. Uh, Njoku, I believe his name, the tight end, are very great, solid. Great tight young end. tight end, yeah. You know, I, the pieces are there for Mayfield to cause some havoc. And, of course, the tools that he possesses himself. He can create some offense himself by uh, scrambling. So, but again, there's so many ifs there. So that's what I'm saying. If he were to start right away, which I don't think he will, I think Tyrod Taylor starting 60 to 70% of the season. Absolutely. And then it just depends on how the rest of the team performs. And then Baker Mayfield, whenever he does, if he does see the field in the regular season. <laughs> but my sure thing, or the closest thing to a sure thing for me, is Saquon Barkley. Easily for me, I think Saquon Barkley has the capabilities of being the offensive rookie of the year because the Giants have been searching for a running back like him. He is so talented. He has all the gifts. He has the speed. He has the power. He has the vision and everything like that. And if you have a healthy Odell Beckham Jr. at the wideout and, you know, an Eli Manning's clicking on all cylinders, you don't know who else to target. It's really, in my opinion, the offensive rookie of the year award is Saquon Barkley's to lose here. Yeah. Um, my So I... I plan on just going, you know, I'll say my winner, I'll explain, and then I'm going to go through my honorable mentions. Um, I also have Saquon. Saquon is, to me, the most talented player from this draft, um, 100%. He, being installed into this offense, the the Giants have needed a running back for a long time now. They haven't really had one. They had Shane Vereen for a couple years, but even he hasn't been able to kind of you know, it find his way into that offense. The, it's been a primarily passing offense, especially um, with their receiving core. Their receiving core has been pretty, you know, with with the addition of Sterling Shepard, they had Victor Cruz for a while, and now they have Odell Beckham, and they had Brandon Marshall for, I think, a season, but then he even got hurt. But, like, they've been primarily a passing offense. But with Eli Manning getting older and him, you know, and his abilities going down and with all the drama with Odell Beckham, and now they don't have Brandon Marshall. There's there's a lot that goes into this, but I think Saquon Barkley is so talented that he's going to jump into this offense right away. He's going to take touches off of Eli, and he's he's going to run. He's going to rush for a thousand yards at least, and he he's going to be able to catch out of the backfield. He's going to turn that offense into something dangerous in the NFC East, and it's it's going to help not only you know, the running game in New York, but it's obviously going to help the offense or the passing offense of, of the giants too, because you know, they're going to be, they're going to start playing the run more for Saquon. Um, and that's going to give Eli more time and get, uh, Odell Beckham open more often. Um, but yeah, Saquon, it, this one was probably the only one that was like for sure in my mind. Um, other than a couple, I could see some other thing. You know, they they all seem pretty for sure to me. But I, you know, this one just I. There are other the, this rookie class is decently strong, but I don't see anyone else in this rookie class that is more NFL ready and more ready to make an impact on his team more than Saquon Barkley. Um, my honorable mentions, however, the the people who could jump into that and could make an impact on their teams. Um, first, I have Calvin Ridley, wide receiver for the Falcons. I think um, with all the drama with Julio that's going on, once he comes back, teams are going to be you know double-teaming him, focusing on him most of the time. Calvin Ridley is going to be a good option for Matt Ryan, who I think Matt Ryan has another good year this year. 
and he's going to be that that second option for Matt Ryan when when Julio isn't open. And I think Ridley's going to have a hell of a season for the Falcons. My second honorable mention being uh, a quarterback, but not Baker, and I'll get to Baker in a second. Sam Darnold is my other one. Um, Sam Darnold in New York, I think he's going to be starting, um, if not week one, he's going to be starting early because I, the Jets don't really have anyone else. And I I think he he's the most NFL-ready quarterback in my mind. So I just think he's going to be implemented in there real quick. He's going to jolt that Jets defense or the Jets offense, I mean, and, you know, make them look better than they are. Um, but, he, you know, he's not going to be – I don't think he's going to get the Jets to the playoffs. They'll probably be 8-8 eight and eight or sub-500. But I, I still think he's going to look decent enough as a rookie to get the rookie of the year votes. And then my third honorable mention, honorable mention is Baker Mayfield. The only reason I don't have him higher is because I don't think he plays much this season. I think this season is Tyrod Taylor's. Um, and I think you keep Baker on the bench and kind of let him mature and learn behind Tyrod. Let Tyrod kind of figure out what this team is. And then once you figure out what the team is and you figure out the team's identity, that's when you insert a young rookie like Baker Mayfield to give that jolt to the offense um but but like you said they they are a very talented team if baker does go in there he if he if he goes in early he has a very good shot at at the rookie of the year and i think of uh really giving this cleveland a this cleveland team a boost um especially to get more wins than they have in the past two years um but I will stick with my pick. I think it's a pretty sure thing. Saquon Barkley, barring any injuries, obviously. I think Saquon Barkley takes home the Offensive Rookie of the Year. Anything you want to add, Connor? I completely forgot that Calvin Ridley is an Atlanta Falcon, (laughs) and that is utterly unfair for everyone in that division, if not the entire conference. Because he was at at Alabama, wasn't he? (coughs) Yep. Yeah. yeah. And you you don't normally think of – anyone other than a running back or defense coming out of Alabama, but they, yeah, he, you can make an argument that he hasn't really gotten going. Um, he is a talent, but because he can't catch a ball and save his life. Yeah. Oakland's got issues in itself, but that's because he didn't catch anything. And <laughs> he barely caught anything in Alabama. He only got his yards cause all of his catches were 90 plus. <laughs> um, um, yeah, I, Calvin Ridley to me is a, is the, biggest threat to Saquon Barkley because Julio Julio is going to draw the majority of the coverage in Atlanta and having a talented guy like Calvin Ridley and having a good quarter an MVP caliber caliber quarterback in Matt Ryan that's just going to it's going to elevate you as a rookie it's going to help you and it's going to it's going to pad his stats for sure okay so let's now move on to defensive rookie of the year Connor who you got um I had a few people in mind Okay. For this one, uh, one is Bradley Chubb for the Broncos. I think just with that defense and with everyone around him, especially when you have a, when you have Von Miller there to help you out too. Yeah, and defenses are probably already going to take into account him. You know, breaking through. I think that sets up Chubb very well. And then a shocker, I think, is Jair Alexander. You know, the corner that the Packers took. I really liked him. I still really like. 
Yeah. I hate that you guys got him, you know, because <laughs> you guys always seem to draft the, the secondary pieces that I want or <laughs> that I want the Bears to get because I either like them or they're just so good or both. I don't know. But I really like Jair Alexander. I think that he's a, a definite sleeper. But I know who my, who my rookie of the year is. Okay. I know exactly who my rookie of the year is. And the caveat here being, and this isn't so much a caveat, this is me just pleading, borderline telling him to do this, even though I know he's not listening. Oh, no. And I'm talking to you, Raquan Smith. Sign the damn contracts oh, i know why you're not and i think and i think there's a lot of blame that could be or there's a good amount of blame that could be put on the bears for for it as well yep but sign the contract please <laughs> why because i think you're the rookie of the year this year he is an absolute freak of nature on the defensive side of the ball i mean 6'1 225 he's fast as lightning he is a mac truck and you mean to tell me you have this guy a pro, like one of the best linebackers in the in, in the SEC of college football in general, and you mean you're you mean to tell me that he's now in a thick of Vic Fangio defense? Holy crap! You that is a recipe for success right there. He has all the tools. He's in the perfect system. That Bears defense, you know, they're they're get they're getting much better. Contrary to all the jokes that everyone says, that defense is looking very 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 good. And when you have people already taking into account Leonard Floyd and Akeem Hicks and even Adrian Amos coming in from the safety side, Raquan Smith can cause so much damage. I can see him getting into these backfields of Minnesota, Green Bay, and even the other teams in the league. It's possible. Is this a homer pick? Probably, but I don't <laughs> care. I'm going with Raquan Smith as my defensive rookie of the year. I'm not going to lie. He's not on my list. <laughs> I didn't expect him to be. Um, When you play in a division who has three solid quarterbacks, it's hard to pick a bear defensive player, but that's fair. I, I do think he's a very talented dude. I think he's going to be good for you guys um, once he signs his contract. Um, So my, my rookie, my defensive rookie of the year is Bradley Chubb. He, uh, he, to me, that Denver defense is still, incredible it's still very strong especially on the front um in the front four so adding a big dude like him on the on the edge and i'm hoping what what they'll do and i can't imagine they do they won't do this is have you know von miller be lining up on the opposite side of wherever uh chubb is be and then you know a lot like calvin ridley and julio jones i think von miller is going to attract most of the blocking and the majority of the attention um, from the offensive line and from running backs trying to block. So I think Bradley Chubb being able to, you know, with his ability and his uh, his ability to get off the line and get through the, the defense or the offensive line, sorry, um, he he's just got the talent to make that, that already incredibly good Denver defense to make them just that much better. Um, and he's he's going to put up incredible stats, and that's why I think he gets – you know, because the last the last couple, you know, you think of defensive players of the year, the last couple of times, you know, you think Joey Bosa got the rookie of the year a couple of years. Aaron Donald got rookie of the year last year. They these defensive linemen put up bigger stats. You can you get more tackles, you, you obviously more sacks than other players. So, you know, that that's something easy to look at and say, hey, these guys are better than everyone else because they have the stats to back them up. Um, my honorable mentions, and I'm glad you said this because 
my the my my first honorable mention it felt to me like a hometown pick but now that you say it it makes me that much more confident that Jari Alexander is going to be an incredible corner for the Green Bay Packers um I loved the pickup in the first round I loved even more that we got Josh Jackson in the second round but the combination of those two we got Kevin King we have Tremont Williams we brought back Devon House and then Josh Jones and Haha Clinton Dixon. That that our secondary right now is as strong as it has been since Aaron Rodgers took over the team. And it only took you guys long enough. I, that was the one thing that frustrated me watching the Packers last year. I was like, wow, like you guys would be a solid team if you guys learned to play defense. Honestly, like, and this year with the addition of Mike Pettin, also a defensive coordinator, he's one of the best defensive minds in the game right now. And adding him and all these young guys and all these pieces that we have. Um, the defense is going to be good, but Jari Alexander just specifically, there's a reason we took him um, over Josh Jackson. There's a reason that we picked him in the first round instead of the second. He He's quick. He's undersized, but he's quick, and he's got the leap ability to be able to uh, make up for his size and, ca- and break up and catch a lot of these passes that bigger guys would be able to normally be able to get. Um, he his His cover ability, too, I watched a lot of his – his uh tape from college and his coverability just being able to stay with receivers obviously college receivers and nfl receivers there's a big jump there but i his ability to stay with them and stay in a position to make a play on any ball that's thrown his way was just incredible and i think i think that's going to translate well in the nfl and i think he you know i don't think he's going to have the stats I don't, you know, because corners, unless you get a couple interceptions, you're not really going to have too many stats to look at. But I think he's going to be a huge impact player for the Green Bay Packers. And then my third or my my second honorable mention is Denzel Ward. Um, I think he's the best corner, the best defensive back, um, arguably from this draft and in Cleveland in the, on that defense. I think that defense is pretty, pretty stacked as far as uh, I can tell with uh, can't think of Peppers. Peppers as a safety can't think of what his name is, and Miles Garrett um, on the defensive end. Though it's a good young core that they have on that defense. I think he puts up numbers as a corner. I think he gets some interceptions because he's got speed and he's got um, hands. He's got wide receiver hands at the cornerback position. He's going to be able to put up some stats. Um, but they're the Browns, so I don't think too many people are going to look at that. Um, they're, I don't know. I yeah, I think Bradley Chubb. For sure, he's going to put up the best stats, and I think he, I think he is the best defensive player coming out of this draft. Any thoughts? No, I think I think you made a good point about defensive linemen as well. Uh, getting, uh, definitely being looked at because they do more. Right. Than, I think one thing that you also have to look into not only just the tackles and the sacks, but they cause a lot of that havoc that mm-hmm. forces running backs for soda take a little detour, bounce outside, and the next thing you know, there's another linebacker ready to smack them in the face. So for sure, they're responsible yeah. for a lot of havoc and causing uh, trouble in the trenches. So. I mean, I definitely think Bradley Chubb, I guess, I I mean, I also had mentioned Bradley Chubb. I think right. he is one of the best, if not the best defensive player in uh, coming out of that draft. I, To me, I think it's a two-horse race between him and Raquan Smith. I mean, obviously, we won't know any of this until the games have been played and when one signs a contract. But overall, I think, you know, defensively, and these two are definitely had to have been two of the best defensive players you know and where they were drafted kind of showed that so 
Absolutely. Um, we are now moving on to the next category, the NFL Coach of the Year. Connor. Oh, this is easy. Yeah. This who do, is easy. Who do you got? Doug Marone. Ooh. Doug Marone. Okay. Doug Marone. I think. I think after the leap that they had last year, just I don't even want to say it was a it was a shock. It would the Jaguars to me, and I've said this since really since the day once I went to Whitewater. They have have so much potential over there. They had so so much potential just sleeping there, you know. And it was just a matter of waking it up, harnessing it, and letting it ride. And I'm thinking now, or not even I'm not even thinking. I know now that the potential it's now it's now showing. Blake Bortles finally woke up. And they finally found a system that benefits him. He has the pieces around him that clearly benefit him as well. I think they did, and I and if everyone's looking at the wide receiver core, they did all of what they did without Allen Robinson, who was hurt, and now he's not on the team because, you know, he's he's signed with the Bears, so it's not like they're, it's not like they're not used to Allen Robinson here. You and just he has. So many tools at his disposal, offensive and defensively. Yes. And the way he got that team to buy into the system, and how hard they played, and just the swagger that was instilled in that team. I am actually in one of those, in I'm one of those people, rather I should say, who believe that the Jaguars can make a Super Bowl run. I didn't say win, but they, but they can definitely get there. That defense is a force to be reckoned with. I'm very interested to see how Blake Bortles grows, you know. He, he now has the confidence. It's the team. He doesn't have to worry about playing his heart out and everything, even though you always have to. Right. But he doesn't have to worry about, oh, I have to do this, otherwise I'm cut, because he faced that issue. And the Jaguars entrusted him. They could have thrown the book at going to get Jimmy Garoppolo. They could have drafted mm-hmm. a quarterback, but they mm-hmm. gave him that extension. So they have the confidence in him. You know, oh, wow, what's his... Uh, Fournette. Yep, you know, Leonard Fournette. Now, Leonard Fournette. When he's when he's healthy, we saw what he can do. So you still have him in the backfield, and I can't. And again, I mentioned it earlier, but I can't stress enough. This is Jalen Ramsey and company, and it starts from the top. And the GM did a great job, and and leadership is a massive thing. And Doug Marone, he has, he did a phenomenal job finally unlocking that potential last year of that Jaguar team that has just been sitting there. And has been dormant for three, four, five years now. He is the right guy for that team. I think the Jaguars, if all the cards are played right, if everything is right, they could have one of the best records in the entire AFC. I think he is definitely a candidate. And for me, my winner for Coach of the Year. Any honorable mentions? Anyone that you can think of or want to mention? No, not really. No. Okay. Um, I feel like a bad Jaguars fan right now because he was not even on my list. And <laughs> I feel like I've let down uh I've let down the team and I've let down the city and I apologize. <laughs> but then again I don't have Mike McCarthy in here either, so I don't even care. Um so I for coach of the year for my pick, I have uh I have a repeat from last year. I have Sean McVay. I he to, I was, was thinking that? him. I was thinking yeah. him. Yeah. Uh, to I me, was, I was thinking McVay. To me, he's just the he's the most offensive minded and talented dude um, at the coach, and he's young too. He's he's I think he's the youngest coach out there right now, and he with 
the what what he's able to do with Jared Goff at quarterback amazes me. He's able he's making Jared Goff look like a lot better than what he actually is. Um, it helps that he has Todd Gurley, but I think the way he uses Todd Gurley specifically is what helps him in that regard. Um, he it's not just all running; it's a lot you know bubble screens for Gurley. Um, the way he block because Gurley's Gurley's he is one of the better blockers. So, but it's hard to utilize a, a running back blocking coaching wise. It's hard to, you know, tell them, or it's, it's hard to tell them, you know, where they need to be and where, you know, how to read that stuff. So coaching wise, I just think Sean McVay, because they have, a, they have a great defense. So to have an offensive minded coach helps that a lot. They're going to be able to, they're going to be able to stop people and they're also, and now they're going to be able to, um, especially they got, they've lost Sammy Watkins, but now they're going, they brought in cooks, Brandon cooks. And that offense is going to stay explosive. Todd Gurley is going to be amazing again. And, um, Jared Goff is only going to get better because he's such a young dude. He's, he's only going to get better with time. And especially while he's got Sean McVay as his coach. I, yeah, like I said, Sean McVay is one of the best young minds in football right now. And I think he takes it home again because I think the Rams are going to be another. I think they're going to be as good, if not better, than they were last year. Um, my honorable mentions: I have Pat Shermer in New York because I think that New York team has just improved tremendously. That roster, top to bottom, actually looks incredible, and it's and it's scary to think that they had the number two uh, draft spot and that they had such high draft picks that they got Saquon and they got all these talented guys high in these draft picks because they, they have one of the best uh, deep set, uh, best seven backs uh, defensive wise um, their their safeties and corners. And then their middle line, like their, their defense is scary. Eli Manning, I don't think is going anywhere. He, you know, obviously father time stays undefeated. He's going to start declining, but with the like I said earlier, with the addition of Saquon Barkley and he's got Odell Beckham and a young Sterling Shepard, I think that offense is going to be a lot better. Like I said, the defense is going to be fantastic. I think Pat Shermer has a lot if he can be creative enough and use his pieces uh, specifically. I honestly think these New York Giants can compete with the Eagles and the Cowboys for that top spot in the East. I think the East is going to be a four-team race. Uh, competitive. It's going to be the most competitive division, um, and yeah, I think Pat Shermer is going to do great this year for the Giants. Um, Bill Belichick is my other one. He just had he he's like LeBron James to me in the in the NBA MVP race. He's got to be mentioned. He is the greatest coach out there right now. I don't think he'll actually win it, but I have to mention him because he is the best coach out there right now. Um, Yes, he got out coached in the Super Bowl, but I that, that's okay. Be, that's more, I that's more a test to the team that he had because th- this Patriots team is declining, and even this year compared to last year is definitely not as talented. They had to bring in Eric Decker today. They signed Eric Decker, or they're going to sign Eric Decker at wide receiver. That's how thin he's probably going to be their number one dude until um, Edelman comes back from his suspension. Eric Decker is going to be their number one dude. Eric Decker hasn't been a number one dude since he was on the Jets. And even then, he was on the Jets. <laughs> so, I, but I, the reason I think Belichick is going to be up in there and maybe get some votes is because the Patriots are still going to be good. He's going to figure something out. Brady's going to figure something out. They're going to be able to will this team. At, you know, they're going to win the AFC East. They do every year. 
And as long as those two are there, it's just it's going to happen. So Belichick, to me, you know, it's like LeBron being in the MVP race. Belichick has to be in the coach of the year race. Got any thoughts you want to add? I don't want to say anyone's right when they mention anything about the Patriots, but. (laughs) Me either. It pains me. It pains me to my core that I say that they have the best coach, but they do. They do. They do. That's undeniable. Belichick is, without a doubt, the greatest mind in football currently coaching. Yeah. I just hate that he's the head coach that of the team that I probably hate more than any team I've ever hated in my life. Let's move on, please. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do like your pick for Doug Marone, though. If I would have thought of that, he definitely would have been top three um, for me, I think. I, I agree with you, and we'll get, you know, like I said, we're going to be previewing all the NFL divisions, but I, I, I completely agree with you, everything you said for Jacksonville. <clears throat> um, all right, so next – Offensive player of the year. So this is a lot like, obviously, offensive rookie of the year, but it's anyone instead of just the rookies. Um, Connor, who you got? This one was hard. (laughs) This one was very, very hard. Not for me. This was very, very hard for me. I'm going to go Antonio Brown. Ooh. I'm going to go Antonio Brown. I think this year, I think this and my reason behind this is simple. I think this year Antonio Brown has an MVP caliber season, honestly. That's fair. Have you seen Big I, Ben li- lately? You mean medium Ben? You medium Ben, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the guy, yeah, Big Ben's looking healthy. Apparently and, his mom stopped making Hot Pockets for him. And, I mean, we don't, we don't, I don't need to, to explain exactly how much damage those two can do together, you know. Yeah, I'll just for leave real. It, I, I'll just leave it at that. I think honorable mentions for me would have been Todd Gurley and Odell Beckham Jr., but I think this year Antonio Brown has himself an MVP type of season. Yeah, I have to – yeah, I I agree with that. He's not on my list, though, (laughs) Uh, mostly (laughs) mostly because I think it's too spread out between Ben, Bell, and Brown. Um, I just, you know, that it's almost like the Warriors to me. They have too much talent for one of them to be MVP. Right. Um, but I like that. I obviously I'm a I'm a Steelers fan, so I I love that pick. I would love for him to have an MVP season. Mine, I like I said, mine was pretty easy in my mind. It's, uh, I think it's pretty set in stone, unless Anthony Barr decides to do something again. Um, which by the way, the the they changed the rule today officially. And uh, the defensive hitting rules, and if that hit were to happen today, it would have been a penalty. Which, hmm, it's almost like you know when a defensive player breaks someone's collarbone, it should be a penalty anyway. But that's neither here nor there. If you haven't picked up on it yet, my offensive player of the year is the baddest man on the planet, Aaron Rodgers. Um, I think Aaron Rodgers is going to have a 100% bounce back year. And he is going to carry this Green Bay team to its absolute potential this year. There, This is one of the better Green Bay Packer teams we've seen in a long time. Um, and that's a, you know, and that's a 13 time champion team. Um, that, I think that says something. I think this Aaron Rodgers, he's going to come back with a vengeance, especially against Minnesota. He's going to want to throw the ball all over them. And now he's got, Young weapon, he, with the addition of Jimmy Graham, yes, they lost Jordy, but I've talked about this before. I don't think the the Jordy Nelson loss is that big for the offense in general. I think Devontae Adams is coming to his own. I think Randall Cobb can hold his own. 
Geronimo Allison's going to be brought up now. And now we have these two rookie wide receivers who are apparently impressing everyone at, at, at training. We, we have so many receivers. I don't think we're going to miss Jordy Nelson much at all. Plus Jimmy Graham, he's going to be massive. And we have basically three starting running backs at this point who all kind of proved themselves last season. So a three-back system plus Aaron Rodgers, it, this offense is going to be incredible. And we have a, a – a, what's the word I'm looking for? Competent defense. We have a competent defense this year who's actually going to be making stops, actually holding teams under 20, and Aaron's going to put up. 20 at least a game I think Aaron Rodgers is going to have a an incredible bounce back year and he's going to put up incredible numbers and carry this Green Bay Packer team to its absolute potential um and I will talk about him uh more coming up in tangent wink wink um my honorable mentions for offensive player of the year Leonard Fournette in Jacksonville because I I believe that he'll get the majority of the touches um as but instead of, you know, as compared to Blake Bortles, like, I don't think, I think they're going to run more than they're going to pass. Although I do think they have figured something out with Blake Bortles, but I think uh, Fournette's going to get touches and he's just a talented young back, a big dude who can break out of tackles and he's going to be able to put up a lot of big numbers for Jacksonville. And they're going to need, they're going to run a lot too. I feel like with that defense, they're going to be up late in games. They're going to be running a lot more. So I think Fournette puts up big numbers. And speaking of putting speaking of putting up big numbers and having a running back better than your quarterback, Todd Gurley in L.A. is also going to be um, putting up massive numbers. He's going to carry that offense. He's going to change, you know, how the defense at the offense, and he's going to help out Jared Goff. But I think he puts up uh, big numbers, and I think he has a chance to repeat as offensive player of the year. Connor, any thoughts? They're going to figure out very soon why I didn't even include Aaron Rodgers in this category. Oh, no. <laughs> hint, hint, wink, wink. Stay tuned. I have a feeling. Um, So, flip side of that, we have the defensive player of the year. Connor, who do you got? Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> this one was hard for me until I realized something. But, well, yeah, I'll get to that. This really all depends because this pick can easily blow up in my face <laughs> because the health bug has not been kind to this very, very, very kind gentleman. And by that, I mean the stuff that he does off the field is oh, so man, phenomenal. We, pick, we might have picked the same person. But J.J. Watt is my <laughs> defensive player of the year. <laughs> I need him to stay healthy because the man is – has he played a 16-game season yet? I, I, really, I really don't know. If he did, it was in within the first two or three years. But this man, the Texans were Super Bowl contenders last year. Yeah, they were. They were and once the once Watson, Watson started playing. Yeah, and then they the wheels fell off. So I need him to stay healthy because I still believe in that team so much. And by that, I mean I only believe in them because my certain a certain favorite NFL player of mine is the quarterback, but that's beside the point. The point is this. J.J. Watt, when healthy, is the undisputed best defensive player in the league. The only other, the only other player who I think even comes close to him is Von Miller. So J.J. Watt is the defensive player of the year this, this year because I think, I hope, I'm just going to say I hope because I don't even want to say I think on this. <laughs> I hope 
he stays healthy. I need him to stay healthy. Yeah, that that was the one thing. Like I said, this was a very hard decision for me until I realized that he was healthy and he was back. Um, JJ Watt for sure. Like I, you said he's the best defensive player in this league. Honestly, I think he's one of the best football players in this National Football League right now. I think his talent and his ability combined are just better than everyone else. Like it, and that that includes Antonio Brown, Aaron Rodgers. Anyone else that you can even think. I think J.J. Watt is hands down the best football player, let alone the best defensive player in this league. Um, Yeah, there is the only caveat that if he can stay healthy, I believe hopefully that this is, like you said, that hopefully this is the season that him and Watson can both stay healthy. If they can, they're Super Bowl contenders, much like they were last year. Um, But, yeah, J.J. Watt, he he just makes that defense – like from, you know, being like a mid card, barely even no one notices them defense to number one in the league, unstoppable or unscorable. You know, it's hard. It's hard to score on them. The dude is just such an impact player. And plus, to my point earlier, he's a defensive end. He's going to be able to put up points Um, or statistics. He's going to be able to get sacks, tackles. He even gets an interception every once in a while. Um, Yeah, he J.J. Watt. If he, if he can stay healthy, is hands down the defensive player of the year. My honorable mentions, um, repeat from last year, Aaron Donald, like I said, defensive end, puts up the stats, and he is he is just a monster. Like that dude, almost every play, he will get to the ball. He is almost unblockable on the defensive end. And to be that big and to have that kind of handout coordination and know what to do, when to do it, at specific time, the dude is just completely, ta- completely talented, and it's it's incredible to watch him play. Um, and my other one is Luke Keekley because he is just a beast in the middle of the field at middle linebacker. Um, the only reason he isn't higher on my list, a he's he's not you know he's a middle linebacker. He doesn't get many stats, um, but the the other reason is cause I don't think the Panthers defense in general is going to be that strong. Um, so they won't as a team they're defensive stats will probably be down so he might not be looked at as much but he every year it it seems like he's leading the league in tackles he is making huge plays it looks like you know when you watch a Panthers game it looks like he is in he's involved in every tackle or at least some way in every play like he's making someone make a cut somewhere else he he's making a tackle he's helping with a tackle Luke Keekley is just an incredible football player so fun to watch um and he helps that Carolina do without him on that Carolina defense, they would not be good at all, but he actually makes them um, competent. So those are my honorable mentions. Connor, any thoughts? No, I, I wish I, I, I really don't. Yeah. I think, yeah. JJ Watt, like we both said, just incredible. Um, <laughs> now this next category, I have people in here and I, I have to change my answer when I when it comes to me, and I'll yeah I feel bad. But our next category is comeback player of the year. So any player any player who was out last year for the majority of the season and is making a comeback this year, they are eligible. Whoever the best player out of that is, um, wins this award. So Connor. Who do you have? What's your easy decision? And I'm I'm gonna preface this on saying 
I'm pretty sure I know who you're going to pick. And if you don't pick who I think you're going to pick, then you then you played yourself and you fail. Uh, Matt and Ryan, I want you to find the first holy sounding background song that you can possibly have. Because I'm about to take all y'all to church right now. Oh Let me spread the good word. Let me spread the good word of Deshaun Watson. Let okay, me tell good. Okay, you. good. All right. Let me tell you. You mean to tell me the man who almost dethroned the Patriots, who made fan, who made anyone who owned them in me in one of my leagues look like an absolute god. I mean, did you really think I wasn't going to draft him? Come on. That's fair. <laughs> I mean, the dude could run. The dude could throw. The dude could throw accurately. The dude knows when to slide. The dude is very smart. He can pick apart defenses at the line. It was written in... I'm Actually, you know what? I really wish I was there because I could just play back every rant I've ever went on on Hawk Talk ever. Um, this would be so way too long of an episode. It would. <laughs> just be a, comp- a, a compilation of Connor Moore's Deshaun Watson. I can't even say rants, but just praises. You could probably so, get a full episode out of just those. You probably could. So let me explain to everyone who's unfamiliar with me and my love for Deshaun Watson. I went on record for months before the NFL draft last year, saying how it was written in the sacred stone about the prophecy about how the Bears would trade up and they would draft a quarterback who goes by the name of Deshaun Watson and he would lead us to the promised land that (laughs) is the Super Bowl. The Bears did everything right except draft Deshaun Watson. But it's okay. I like Mitchell Trubisky now. It's okay. How I've you, erased. How do you? I've erased my pettiness. Now. How do you draft oh, just, Trubisky over? Well, I still don't understand that. Don't get me mad about it. And I never will. Mad Hashtag don't, mad about it. Don't make me mad about it. I'm trying to actually enjoy the Bears game later tonight. <laughs> Anyways, um, <laughs> but when the, but the Texans drafted him. And they traded up to 12th. First of all, it is a cardinal sin and shame on 11 other teams on the National Football League, including my Chicago Bears, for not drafting a Deshaun Watson. But it was stone again that Deshaun Watson will lead the Houston Texans, who have been crippled with bad quarter, bad to mediocre quarterback play from the Derek Carr or from the not Derek Carr. David Carr. Thank you. Yep. Sorry, Derek. You don't. Des- you don't deserve that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> from the David Carrs, who was good for a little bit, to the Brandon Whedons, <laughs> even all the way to the Colt McCoys, or, oh, of, of the of the worlds. Yeah. But he would lead this team. He would lead this glorious team to the promised land, and he would dethrone the evil Patriots, and he would become the undisputed. World champion, <laughs> and then he blew out his knee on a non-contact injury in, uh, in practice. In practice, we're talking I mean, about practice. To be to be fair, though, when I heard that, yes, I almost cried. In case you're wondering, and two, I believe it. And two, I mean, I mean, free, those freak accidents happen, though. Yeah, it was unfortunate that it had to happen to him because, in all honesty, he was on pace to winning Rookie of the Year. Easily, uh, to be honest, I mean, because that was yeah, right after that was right after that Seattle game, wasn't it? It was. Yeah, I mean, he's he's on, he was on pace of winning Rookie of the Year. The dude is putting up numbers that could have even put him in the MVP category. But Honestly, you need yeah. to tell me he's coming back and he doesn't have rust on him. 
so we're hearing and uh, or so I hear so we from hear, yeah. um, all the reports and everything from training camp. And he is to start right away. Oh, look out, AFC. Deshaun Watson's coming. There's a storm brewing. I can feel it in the air. The winds are changing. And Deshaun Watson is coming to claim his rightful throne. Yes, Deshaun Watson's my comeback player of the year. Wow. <laughs> now, how come you're giving him all this praise and he wasn't your offensive player of the year? Wait. There's a method to my madness all right. here. All right, that's fair. There's a um, method to my madness. There's also a method to my madness because my comeback player of the year is also a quarterback, also obviously hurt, but a little better at the quarterback position than John Watson. I'm sorry For to tell now. I'm sorry to t- <laughs> Yeah. I'm sorry to tell you this, but Aaron Rodgers it is going to be eligible for this comeback player of the year and he is, yes. he is going to win it because like I said, he's going to put ridiculous numbers up and I have to, so this is, I have to preface this. I, I mentioned this a little before we started this, this topic. I'm not going to lie to everyone. I did not have Aaron Rodgers on my list <laughs> <laughs> because, because, well, first of all, because he came back <laughs> already, like he played against the Panthers last year. Did um, he really, though? He looked like a shell of his former self. Yeah, Did he which, really? which is weird because he still looked decent. <laughs> he didn't look which Aaron Rodgers good, but he still looked decent. But anyways, Which I think is a reflection of the team and not him. But 100%. I'll, I agree. Like, um, carry on. So, like, so in my mind, he had already come back. So like that. But but now I realize that he technically went back on the DL after that. So he is eligible for this. But initially, my winner was J.J. Watt. Just because of the injuries that he has had, you know, the spinal stuff and everything that he's had to deal with, and because I, th- because he's such a great football player and the impact that he's going to have on the Texans, I think, and I still think, I think Aaron wins it, but I think J.J. makes a good uh, push for it. Uh, but I, to me, Aaron Rodgers is is the winner because I, I just think he's he's going to be the best quarterback. He's going to be an MVP caliber player this year. He's going to be on one of the best teams of the, this year. And uh, but to your credit, I have Deshaun Watson. He's my first honorable mention uh, behind J.J. Watt because I think the Texans are going to be a legitimate Super Bowl threat, especially with Deshaun back. He he just lit a fire under that team last year and created a spark that they they just they just looked like a complete they looked like two different teams before and after he was there and while he was there they were just two different Houston Texan teams and it was just unbelievable it was such a sad day when the news broke that he injured himself last year um so i do agree with you he is he is going to be up there he'll probably take some votes away from jj he, he, uh texas the texas people will be split on that decision but i think aaron rodgers um will take that award home my other honorable mention is david johnson just because of the talent that he has at running back and you know he it was sad for the cardinals and now the cardinals actually have i shouldn't say actually they had carson palmer but they they have a quarterback controversy on their hands which can't be a bad thing it's never a bad thing when you have to choose between two good things um so i think the cardinals you know their offense will look pretty good and i think with david johnson coming back that'll be That'll be a good spark to their to their team. Aaron Rodgers, comeback player of the year. Any thoughts? 
I apologize to Arizona Cardinal fans for forgetting about David Johnson because I also had him in fantasy football and he was phenomenal. And I honestly thought that he was putting up numbers, real life numbers, not fantasy numbers, real life numbers wise. I thought at the rate that he was going, he could have probably won offensive player of the year. Yeah. I think his, his numbers probably looked better than Gurley at the time. I think not right on par with them. They were insane. Both of them were insane, but I think David Johnson probably would have, if not, would have been a very close second to offensive player yeah. of the year last he was, year. He was getting more hype because Carson Palmer oh, yeah. wasn't playing as well as Goff was, so maybe he, he probably would have got the votes at that True. point. Okay, so speaking, you, you've mentioned this a couple times, fantasy football. Um, apparently, this is an actual award <laughs> that that's goes... A, that's an award? Apparently, this is an... I looked up the NFL honors, and there are a couple uh, topics that we aren't covering today, but apparently... I was going to do this anyway, but apparently there is an award for fantasy football MVP. <laughs> welcome to 2018. Kids. Welcome welcome to the modern era. I love it. Um, so, yeah, we're going to do fantasy football MVP. You've mentioned it a couple times. Who do you have as your MVP this year? Who the hell won it last year? That's a good question. I'm going to look that up while you're talking. <laughs> like, like, I'm actually kind of curious. Like, I, I thought that was just something you threw in there, but it's an actual award? Yeah. I mean, I never... I mean, I never really watch the NFL honors because they leak all the awards a day before anyway. Exactly, so, so why watch? Yeah. The only reason I watched it a couple of years ago or last year is because Keegan-Michael Key was the host, and I just True. wanted to see Angry Translator again. He was so funny. <laughs> um, but I don't know. <laughs> this was an award. <laughs> <laughs> um, NFL.com Fantasy Player of the Year Award. Uh, who was it? <laughs> I just I'm actually clicked, curious. I clicked on it. And it brought me right back to the NFL honors. I'll uh, I'll find it. All right. Well, because I Todd Gurley. Just because, uh, my short list includes Antonio Brown, Odell Beckham, and Aaron Rodgers. But Todd Gurley, I, I to to be completely honest with you, this was one of this was a category. Even when I tried to think about it seriously, I was just like, this is a thing. Like, I, I, I don't, I don't know. Fantasy football is a very fickle thing and I, I don't know. So Todd Gurley. That's fair. Actually, actually I'll go Todd Gurley, but I think a very close second for me would be Antonio Brown because I mean, I did, I mean, I did say that he could have an MVP caliber year. I think Todd Gurley can also have uh, a year like that, but for me, it's either Gurley or Antonio Brown for best fantasy football point getter person thing i don't know whatever the hell that award entails so apparently i don't know if this is nfl.coms but sports illustrated also has an article on this and uh yeah uh sports illustrated says uh, todd Gurley got the mvp last year and matt ryan got the lvp the least, <laughs> least valuable i like ah. that I want that to be a thing from now on. <laughs> LVP, I love it. Um, yeah, and I have to, I have to agree with everyone from last year. I have to agree with you. He's top of my list, Todd Gurley. He puts up incredible numbers. Not only does he put up big rushing numbers, he puts up big receiving numbers in Sean McVay's offense, and he is going to carry this Rams offense to a top spot in the NFC. Um, my honorable mentions are obviously Antonio Brown, obviously. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, um, 
Rob Gronkowski's always up there because he's the top tight end. Um, and now he's probably the top, the top receiver <laughs> in New England. Um, but my my big two honorable mentions, the kind of like sneakers that are going to uh, work their way up into that is Saquon Barkley because, like I said earlier, he's going to uh, add a spark to that uh, New York team, and it's going to be incredible to watch him play. And he is going to he's going to get a lot of I think he's going to get a lot of catches also. Like Odell's going to. Uh, accumulate a lot of traffic deep and Saquon's gonna be able to get you know some maybe dump downs or just like halfback draws or whatever he's gonna be able to have a lot of room to run and he's gonna get a lot of scores even out of the backfield and I think Leonard Fournette is the other one he he uh much like Gurley he's gonna carry that offense and he's gonna put up he's gonna get the majority of the touchdowns on that team I, I wouldn't play I wouldn't pick Bortles as a fantasy football quarterback but he's he'll be a solid quarterback for them. But that's why Fournette is such a good fantasy dude. You don't want to pick a running back and a quarterback from the same team. Like you wouldn't pick man. I don't know. You wouldn't pick Saquon or you would you wouldn't pick Todd Gurley and Jared Goff because they're going to split. You have to you have to decide which one of the two is going to score more. And in those two, in in all three of those cases, Gurley's going to score more than Goff. Saquon's going to score more than Eli. And Fournette's going to score more than Bortles. So those are my big three. Obviously, you have to throw in Brown and Rodgers um, and Gronk. So, I don't know. Any thoughts on those, Connor? To be fair, is Gronk, isn't Kevin Gronkowski been their best receiver, period, in the last two, three years? Absolutely. When he stays <laughs> healthy, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, I've got, I've got nothing to add on. I kind of want to do <laughs> that LVP. That still got me. That's funny. Least valuable player. We might have to, we might have to do something like that in the near future. <clears throat> so, the granddaddy of them all, the big award of the NFL season, the NFL MVP for 2018-2019 NFL season. Connor, who do you got? Why are we even talking about this? It's Aaron Rodgers. What? <laughs> Thank I told you. you. I told you. There's a method to my madness here. There's a reason why he wasn't my offensive player of the year. There's a reason he wasn't my comeback player of the year because I think he had – because, I mean, this one is much bigger, obviously, and I think it's a foregone conclusion he will get it. He is the best quarterback in the league. He is arguably the best player in the league. Yes. The dude makes everyone around him better. There is – the throws he can make, whether in the pocket or on the run, are second to none. Uh, He – He's coming back with a vengeance, and the last time I checked, you don't piss off Aaron Rodgers. You just don't do it. The bad man. And you have more weapons around them. Jimmy Graham uh, being one of them. You know, they're working in a scheme, and from what it sounds like, they're going to have a scheme where it fits, and that's the last thing you want to hear when you have one of the best tight ends and the best quarterback in the league gelling together. I mean, you haven't heard that combination since, oh, I don't know, New Orleans. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And so if we're going to get a part two, but with Aaron Rodgers, good Lord, I'm afraid, for the NFC. I love it. This, a competition, this is just the inevitable this isn't a predict. In the wise words of Paul Heyman, this isn't a prediction. This is a spoiler. Aaron Rodgers is winning the MVP this season. 
the Green Bay Packers, even though I've been I've gone on record saying that the Bears can make some noise this year, the Green Bay Packers are going to the Super Bowl this year. It's just everything is leading up to this point, and you have a hurt Aaron Rodgers, a confident Aaron Rodgers, a ticked off Aaron Rodgers, and an Aaron Rodgers who's about to get paid. Sorry, everybody else. Rest in peace, NFC. This one's over. Just give them the award now so we can just skip the pomp and circumstance. It's his. I don't want to hear anyone else's thoughts. Somebody could tell me Tom Brady, but I don't care. I don't care at this point. Todd Gurley could have a good year. Even the one that I said, Antonio Brown is having an MVP caliber year, which I still think he does, and I still think he will. But it will not. It will not come it will, if anything, be a second or a third place type of year to the year that Aaron Rodgers is going to have. If this was, if Aaron Rodgers wasn't coming off a year where he's hurt and everything and so much is riding on this and the and the Packers finally decided to wake up in their front office and be like, oh, hey, we have the best player in the league or if not the best quarterback in the league, we might want to get some weapons around him so we can take advantage of his prime. If all that didn't happen, Antonio Brown's winning the MVP for me this season. But it did happen. And Aaron Rodgers is going to destroy this league. And I feel so bad for everybody else. And you want to know who I feel even worse for? My Chicago Bears. Because uh-huh. we got to deal with him first in week one. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man, I forgot that. rant. Forgot that. And rant. <laughs> um... Yeah, there are three certainties in life. Death, taxes, and Aaron Rodgers is going to be the MVP this year. Um, There's just too many. It just makes way too much sense. You could make argument that he was the MVP last year because the Green Bay Packers looked like a Super Bowl contending team last year until he got hurt against the Minnesota Vikings. And once he gets hurt against the Minnesota Vikings, we get sh- we get basically shut out for the rest of that game. The Vikings take that game, and then the Green Bay Packers get exposed, and you see how actually bad that roster is without one Aaron Rodgers playing quarterback. And, ha- and how ill prepared Brett Hundley was, even though I'm even though I'm still I was very high on Brett Hundley, but I he was, was so ill prepared. He was he, he was, was ill prepared. So and the coaches seemed very ill prepared, and the coaches seemed very reluctant to change the offense to help Hunley, but that that's another topic for another day. I, the, the team, you could just tell how bad the team, how bad the roster actually is. Like, like I said, the green Bay Packers got exposed last year for how bad they actually are. And now you add in Aaron Rodgers, he's going to be healthy. And yes, people are concerned because it was his right collarbone and it's not, you know, it's his throwing arm. It's not going to be, he's not going to be the same. He'll be fine. Um, he came back and played after, you know, pretty quickly, way too quickly, actually, after it happened last season. Um, but he he's coming back. He's coming back with a with a Jimmy Graham on his team now. Um, he doesn't need Jordy Nelson. I'll keep reiterating that. We'll be fine without Jordy Nelson. He has Devontae Adams. He had, like I said earlier, he has three running backs behind him now. He's got Mike McCarthy, who now doesn't need to worry about defense because he has a younger. Uh, in in some people's opinion, better defensive coordinator in Mike Patton. He doesn't need to worry about that as much. Um, he can he can focus more on the offense. Even though 
even though I don't like him as an offensive coordinator. That's another topic for another day. The Aaron Rodgers, and and not to mention you 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 mentioned it. It's his contract year. Like it, I he's looking yeah, for he an has extension. Two years left on the deal. I think well, he has, still, he has like two he, years left on the deal. People are every, the reports are all out there that they're working on a contract. They're just not dead set on Agreed. doing it yet. But that's the thing. Like if he yeah. if he if they don't get something done in the off season, I don't think they're going to do it too much early in the season it'll probably be later in the season like november or december when it actually when they actually pick up talks again so if he plays it he's going to be playing his heart out to get his to get that extension he need he's going to go out there and prove how valuable he is to that as, if he, Packer team. To. as, if, as right, if, if he that, needs to as if that's what i'm saying like he, the team as if, was so as bad if Aaron without Rodgers him needs to prove that he's the best quarterback <laughs> that's the funny thing about this it's not and that's the only thing he needs to do is just yeah. play like Aaron Rodgers has been and we all know he's going to be the highest paid player in the league. It's a, it's just a formality. Yeah. So, like I said, with Watt and, you know, with any barring injuries, Aaron Rodgers, in my mind, will win Offensive Player of the Year. He'll win Comeback Player of the Year. He will win NFL Player of the Year or NFL MVP of the Year because he will just have that good of a year. The Green Bay Packers will be the one of the top seeds in the, NF, in the NFC and the it's 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 not it's not even a competition like you said it's it's inevitable Aaron Rodgers will be the MVP this year um my two honorable mentions that could put up a fight um Tom Brady because he's going to carry that New England team you know to probably to the top of the AFC like he always does I think as always yeah um just because him and Belichick, they just ha- they just have something figured out. They know what they're going to do, even with a less talented roster. They're still in the AFC East, so they're still going to be able to make noise. Um, and my other one is Carson Wentz, but I only say Carson Wentz because he's going to get votes. I don't think he should get votes because they just won a Super Bowl without him. <laughs> like, I don't think... You can have a team that wins a Super Bowl with a backup quarterback and then have your starting quarterback come in and be like, that dude's the most valuable to his team. <laughs> like that, I don't think that works. Uh, so if if, Carson, if if I'm right and Carson Wentz ends up getting votes for this MVP race, I'm going to be very angry because that just does not make any sense whatsoever. But like I said, I think he will just because he, he is the very talented quarterback. Don't get me wrong. I think he'll have an MVP caliber season. The, the uh, Eagles will be one of the best teams in the league. Um, because that roster is very it's very much the same from last year if not better and you know so he's gonna have a great year he's a great quarterback he's a great young talent but you just can't your team can't win a Super Bowl without you and then you come back and just be like hey I'm the MVP I'm the most valuable player to my team no doesn't work like that sorry dude it would be it would be different if you broke your collarbone against the Vikings and then your team looked terrible without you Um, but that's that's just not how it works Sorry, dude. Aaron Rodgers, NFL MVP. Now that does it for our uh, NFL post or end of the season awards. Um, so yeah. So now starting Monday, I still don't know. We'll, we'll figure it out over the weekend. I'll probably post something on Twitter or Facebook, um, or maybe do another Instagram live something um, asking people. But I we're going to start our NFL preview, as in. We're going to start diving into the divisions and looking um, four teams at a time 
seeing who what team is the best in that division what team's going to win the division blah 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 we'll talk about wild cards and then uh, and then at the end of that we'll talk about playoffs seeding and eventually who gets to the super bowl and all that fun stuff um but like i yeah like i said we're going to start that on monday so stay tuned for that um all right mm, no segments today i think this is this is going to be a good enough stopping point for us connor Plus, I want to go watch a football game. Um, <laughs> so, one last thing. What do you got? If you, at one point, were on Twitter, and if you, at one point, were a racist, mm. and if you, at one point, ever become a fairly established Major League Baseball player. Or a WWE I'm wrestler, need- apparently. Or a WWE wrestler, apparently. I'm gonna need you guys to uh I'm gonna need you guys to listen to the wise words of Hillary Rodham Clinton. <laughs> and I'm gonna need y'all to uh delete your account. Oh man. Or we gonna find you. We gonna find, we gonna find you apparently. Yeah. And the and the thing that irritates There's no me hiding. Uh, the thing that irritates me about this now is the when Sonny Gray got caught recently. Oh yeah, because I should probably say why I'm saying this. Sonny Gray, he got he got rocked. Uh, pitching at Yankee Stadium against Baltimore. Turns out that he has the worst home ERA in Yankee Stadium in team history. Yikes. I think currently at like seven some like seven something. They the moved home... him out of the they moved him out of the starting rotation today. Right. He's, he's coming now, out of the bullpen. He's now with the bullpen. Yep. But uh the he it's worse than Phil Hughes, I think, in twenty thirteen when his was like four or five of Yikes. an ERA. But Sonny Gray's is like seven. And then as he was getting removed, an old tweet pulled up how he was, it was just like some racist tweet and everything in reference to black people and the KKK. He didn't say he was sorry. He didn't say how we didn't change. He said it was an inside joke. Yikes. See, there's apologizing because you're sorry. There's apologizing because you're sorry you got caught. And then there's just flat out admitting, well, 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 yeah, it's there, but I mean, what, whatever. I mean, but it was a it, joke. From, it, 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 it was before. a joke. But an inside joke? Yeah. That just means you I, and your friends are racist. Basically, he just confirmed it. Yeah. And I mean, he flat out I didn't mean, deny it. Like, I hate. I don't know what more I hate. The fact that he said it was an inside joke or the fact that I've been on the show talking about it for, I think, four straight shows because something has always conveniently happened. I'm pretty sure people are now starting to think I'm getting on my high horse about on all this, but I'm not. Oh, and to I'm clarify, it, it also wasn't just Sonny Gray. Uh, like I said, mentioned the WWE wrestlers, Cedric Alexander and Ty Dillinger both were also exposed, um, I think, yesterday. Yeah, but yeah, so. I think I, I think theirs was just more misogynistic and... What's what's the other word I'm looking for? Ah, Cedric's. Oh, well, I guess Cedric's. Yeah, but Ty, yeah, Ty's, Ty's. I feel like I saw a pretty bad one from Ty. I don't remember, but still, they they were pretty bad too. Right. Either way. Yeah. I like the Sunny Gray thing. Like, I wasn't even mad when he said it. I just laughed. I was just like, well, at least someone finally basically admitted it by not admitting it. That's all I was kind of waiting for to be like, yep, call me. Yeah. That's basically what he said. Was you, you got you, you got me. Yeah, one hundred percent. There wasn't a remorseful apology. Just delete it. Delete the account. Set it on private. Do something. Yes. Anything. I don't know. 
but for the love of all that is sacred and holy. Just get rid of it. I am so, like, 2018, the year where we figure out who's a racist back in the day on Twitter. That's what the theme of sports is this year, apparently. Yeah. Especially if you're a major league ball player. Especially if you're white. Especially if you're a starting pitcher. Yeah, it's sad. Who's next? I just want to know who's next. Is Strasburg next? Oh, Scherzer God. next? Oh, God. You know, you know is Bumgarner? Oh, I mean, gr- Bumgarner is kind of like a grumpy <laughs> grandpa in a way. But, <laughs> so, I mean, I, would, I, actually, I actually, if that happened, I was like, oh, I'm kind of not surprised. Because, I mean, he literally just acts like he's just a get-off-my-lawn type of person. He lo- yeah, <laughs> he looks like he would say that. Exactly. Like I don't mean I don't mean to slap a label on somebody. I mean I'm not calling him a racist. I'm not calling him a racist at all. Oh no. But I but I am saying that he literally looks like somebody like when he gets older he is going to be the stereotypical get off my lawn type of person. <laughs> like and I can't and I hope he does become that because that would be the greatest thing ever. Yeah. Madison Bumgarner, World Series MVP, grumpiest grandpa ever. <laughs> <laughs> grumpiest pitcher. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh wow man 2018 the year where white prominent starting pitchers get caught and two of them might have been actually sorry the other one the other one just though, didn't was even, like it was an inside joke what, what do you want me to do i deleted it but it was an inside joke like come on give up if you're gonna lie or if you're gonna give an explanation at least make it at least try just try i mean props to being honest if he was being honest but wow yeah. Like, how to make an ass out of yourself 101. Chapter 3, Sonny Gray. <laughs> yeah, one, uh, some people might even say that you sound pretty mad about it. Oh, hashtag, hashtag mad about it. I, I can't even say I am. I'm just laughing at this now. I'm just like, I'm literally just like, yeah. who's next? I'm literally just at the point. I'm like, I'm like this is, Goldberg this standing the in the middle of the ring and you're saying, who's next? Like, I'm not... I, I, I hate to be that person. It's like, I'm not mad anymore. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> I'm not mad. I'm just upset. Like, I just, I just want to know who's next. Who's in the, who are we going to, who are we going to get next? Oh God. It's, it's baseball players. It's wrestlers now. Yep. Who's, who's the first football player? Who's oh, the first no. soccer player? Oh no. It's who, a qu- quarterback. Like, who's, it's like, gotta be a quarterback. Who, like who's next? That's all I want to know. Who, are we, who am I going to rag on next? It's going to be a qu- I'm going to call this right now. It's going to be a quarterback, and it's going to be a rookie quarterback. Probably. Looking at you, Baker Mayfield. (laughs) I was going to say Sam Darnold. Maybe. But is another another player going to go on it, going to have racist tweets? Is Connor going to rant about it? Will this trend ever end? Stay tuned for the next episode of Dragon Ball Z, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Because that's what's happening. Stay tuned for the next episode. Um... (laughs) <laughs> oh man so my one last thing um i'm gonna stick with the football theme just because a lot of buzz so yesterday in training camp uh packers linebacker jake ryan tore his acl and it was confirmed that he is done for the season and as a packers fan and to all my fellow packer fans out there just just relax to to take some words from aaron Rodgers, just relax so first of all Jake Ryan was our our second middle linebacker, so it's not like we it's not like we lost our uh, starter. Um, we second of all, we just drafted a new uh, uh, linebacker. I think he's supposed to be outside, but he can play middle. I think that's what he wanted to play. So this Odom dude can come in 
and he will be fine. The, the our middle line, and if anything, what I think might happen is this might push the Packers to go sign some free agents that might still be out there. There, there. I can't remember. There's. I can't think of his name right now, but there, there is. There are options in the free agent market, and I think this might push the Packers front office to maybe go make another big move and maybe sign another middle linebacker. I don't know. Jake Ryan was not. He was not the end all be all of this defense. Let me tell you that right now. The, I I admire his talent and his um, effort on the defensive end, but for he wasn't our starting linebacker, and he's not going to his loss is not going to affect this football team as much as people seem to think it is. Um, so everyone just relax. <laughs> Jake Ryan will miss him, but we'll see him in 2019. It'll be fine. Um. That's all for the show today. Let's go watch some football. Connor. I am so okay with that. Yes. <laughs> um, but I have an obligation to do, <laughs> and it is this. Thank you all for listening. Uh, be sure to uh, give us a like and a, on our Facebook page now, First Round KO. Uh, also be sure to give us a rating. Give us a star rating. Give us a five-star mm-hmm. rating on, on iTunes for sure. Uh, we're still on SoundCloud. Definitely follow us on that. Uh, still working on the Spotify thing. Yep, so they we, still so have we, not got back to me. So. so when we hear about that, you'll hear from us. And the best way to hear from us is on said Facebook page or on the Twitter on the Twitter page, which is FRKO Podcast, or on Kyle's Twitter page, which is at Olsen to get eighteen, or on my Twitter account, which is Connor Moore underscore seven. Links in the description waiting for that thank you <laughs> <laughs> i purposely paused until then hope you guys are all enjoyed the show uh enjoy football or actually yeah if you were watching on what would technically be yesterday hope you enjoyed watching football yes and let's all and let's all embrace the fact that we have football back football's this back is great and until then enjoy football enjoy the ufc fight this saturday which you... is going to be great yep. and be sure to stay tuned for the next episode of First Round KO, where we shock the system. Since day one-ish. Beggar begging, please don't make me feel this again. Things are getting eerie like the lake that's down in Michigan. Had a good year, kind of tired, we're the Michelin. At the finish line, go get the checkered flag. Take a couple more shots, that's extended mag. I don't mean to brag, you smell the scented bag. I pull up solo at the function, I'm a tennis stag. Stone cold bachelor, acid rapping chancellor. Couple years an amateur, but never had a chance. We are, you see me as a challenge to manage it.